The Spanish Announce Table. Tom, it is episode 341 of the Spanish Announce Table. We're going to talk some AW Fighter Fest Night 1. We're going to talk some WWE Money in the Bank uh, and whatever else comes up, man. We'll get wild and crazy. Things will go nuts. We're feeling weird. It is a weird week. I tell you what, not only in the wrestling world, but in my world personally, we'll get to that later. But speaking of personal business, that also correlates with wrestling. Tim, let's get an update on that MJF coin. <laughs> Tom, I am happy to announce uh, uh, we the, the the comeback is here, right? The rebound oh. is here. The dip has happened. Uh, it is now at two twenty-seven U.S. dollars per MJF. We're up thirty-two percent from last week's number, seventy-four uh, percent down overall still, but that's a six percent gain off of last week's overall number, Tom. So to the moon, baby, to the moon. I baby. tell to you moon, what, to the, moon, to the moon, getting another car. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. That's Woo-hoo. a good idea. Another uh-huh. car. We yep. buying everything. Dinner's on me. Dinner's on me. I got all the money. All the money. Dinner on. Me. I'm shouting out to Big Josh Six. in the ch- in the chat. He says, "How's that MJF coin?" There's your answers to the moon, baby. To the moon, baby. Tom's Tom's already he's lighting cigars with honeys. Man, he's just hide your money. There's poor people around. Mm. <laughs> Look at that, motherfuckers. We got it all, baby. To the moon. To the moon. So to the moon. Tom, uh, we welcome again everybody. Head on over to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. That's where you're going to find anything you will need from us, right? Uh, social medias. You can go to our Shop Now button. You can get this fresh ass shirt that I just uh, decided. By the way, these shirts are completely customizable, right? They've got all various colors you can change. We've got this logo. we got the black one you see right there. Uh, you know, you can buy stuff. We've got stickers. Stickers. You can get stickers. I don't know if I'm going to stick this on yet, but. We'll stick it. You know what I mean? And right now on that shot, they've got a uh, 20% off store-wide, Tom, with a thank you 2021 code. So do that. SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Shop now. Buy some stuff. Support us. I like it. Hey, so let's get right into it. As people know, this is an AEW-centric show because AEW right now is our favorite promotion and Dynamite is our favorite show. And last night was a special Dynamite. When they're when they're named after something that I don't know what the fuck it means, Fighter Fest. Still don't know what it means. It was with a Y, by the way. Did you know that Fighter yeah, Fest fighter with a Y? With a y. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that? What is this fucking Bitcoin shit we're talking about? Jesus Christ! What's this? A TikTok trend? God damn! So when they name it after something like that, after a TikTok trend or whatever the fuck it is, you know it's going to be good. And God bless America, slap my kneecaps and call me Calvin. This one was a barn burner. So let's get right into it. It started off with a title match that does not belong to the AEW promotion. It was the IWGP US title match, John Moxley champion taking on challenger, the over machine gun Kelly or machine gun Kelly. Ah, see, that's how much I know of you. You fucking buff Bagwell machine gun, Carl Anderson with doc gallows and Don Callis. Now, Eddie Kingston came out with John Moxley and instantly said, Hey, that, that big bald, uh, pencil looking motherfucker. I'm taking him out with a, with a pipe. And there they go, which side note, I want your opinion on this. Uh, I think this is two weeks in a row that still during a pandemic, we're not officially out of the woods, but two weeks in a row now, AEW wrestlers just running into the crowd. What do you think yeah. about that? Well, John Moxley even, I think, just like shoved somebody out of his way to get into the crowd because someone was going to like block in the thing. I was like, yeah, um, yeah. Mm. 
I just don't know if that's the smartest hey, thing things to are getting do. Worse. You know, they're yeah. urging people to get back in the mask. And again, like fall will be coming around soon, guys. And this variant has not gone away. If you have not been vaccinated, uh, all we can say is please, please do. Well, and it's, yeah. And, and are we trusting people? Have you ever trusted someone? Hey, we all grew up during the Attitude Era. Stone Cold Steve Austin, our Lord and Savior, said DTA, don't trust anyone. So, motherfuckers, let's not go into the crowd uh, until we're, you know, fully clear of this uh, pandemic yeah. uh, virus. So, uh, John Moxley's supposed to know that? He got the mask? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But anyhow, this match, pretty good. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily rewatch it if AEW streaming service ever comes out, but it didn't Pause. suck. Before we get further into this, I did rewatch this because I rewatched the entirety of Fighter Fest Night 1. I watched it a second time. You know the last time I watched a wrestling show for a second time? I can't even watch a full like old school, like if you were like, hey, let's retro watch SummerSlam 93 or whatever the fuck, right? And mm-hmm. I, I can't get through the whole thing, right? But this, I was, I, I watched the whole thing twice. I thought the show was so good. Now, this match in particular, again, fine. They did their job here. Again, I didn't come away liking Carl Anderson any more than I did before. Um, John Moxley's still over as fuck. Um, I like it. Here's my, here's my question for you, though, is obviously when John Moxley walked in the door in AEW, he was main event level. He didn't really go away from the main event. It was not necessarily him right in the title picture because him and Kenny Omega had their thing to kick off his uh, John Moxley character in AEW. However, he's been main event this entire time, right? Now, he's lost the title. He had his feud with Kenny Omega to get that title back. Looked like they pivoted a little bit to go into the tag championships uh, against the Young Bucks. They lost that as well. What do you see of John Moxley? Is John Moxley going to be the new Japan guy in AEW? I mean, where do you see him going from like here? John Moxley to do something different. You know, like what, at least what Jericho did, he came in, he did something different. He started a new group, the new name with like a new purpose and kind of mm-hmm. and built up a new star in Sammy and highlighted, you know, a bunch of folks along the way. I think Moxley needs to get in something like that, right? If you're not going to go have the title all the time, or be in the main event picture all the time. Like if you're going to go through this, like, hey, for this year, you're going to play the what Kenny Omega did for the first year. Then, I mean, yeah, this whole I come in and I run my shoulders around gets a little played out. Yeah. So, so John Moxley wins this match, right? He retains his IWGP US Championship, and then as soon as the match is over, the Murderhawk Monster Lance Archer says, "Hey, you beat me for that title, John Moxley, and I want my rematch." And so it looks like next week in Fighter Fest Night 2, we are going to get a Texas death match between Lance Archer and John Moxley. And here's where I think John Moxley is going to go. Because we're going to get this Texas death match. We already had the barbed wire exploding death match, right? Exploding? Well, it tried to. We also remember the John Moxley character death match. is uh, is hanging out in GCW trying to pick a fight with their badass, Nick Gage. I think while we figure out this Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page fun, I think John Moxley is going to just do a, a walkabout and just visit all the promotions that he thinks are fun. So he's going to go, obviously, to New Japan because that's the promotion where he holds the title. He might go to GCW do some stuff with Nick Gage or AJ Gray or, you know, uh, Mance Warner, whoever it is. And then by the time he does this little walkabout, then it's going to be Kenny Omega's the champion or, um, 
you know, Hangman Adam Page is the babyface champion. John Moxley's going to do a heel turn, and he's going back against uh, or going up against the title again. I don't know. It just seems uh, seems interesting, but I like it. So anyhow, uh, Lance Archer will be challenging. Uh, John Moxley, night two of Fighter Fest in a Texas Super excited for that. I like that. Um, uh, again, we, we're going to stray away from the exploding uh, aspect this time. I mean, it was, Texas it was what match. it was called. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I like it. I, I It's it's good hype. Um, if there's somebody that's going to like, I think that Moxley could take a loss to to maybe get this title off him if they're trying to get it back to New Japan and he's not going to because he's maybe going to be daddy for a while. Um a Lance Archer loss in a Texas death match is never going to harm somebody of Moxie's stature, right? So we could see maybe the title go then because they are talking like every longest reign has to end somewhere, right? So, And I honestly thought if he was going to lose, which obviously, again, he will lose someday, I thought it would have been a perfect time to do this right now. Machine Gun Carl Anderson, that then continues his feud with the elite. Then Carl Anderson can take the title off of AEW, take it to Impact, take it to New Japan, have their fun while their champion is an AEW wrestler. So it would have been a good spot, but they didn't do it. And again, we're going to get an awesome match next week. As we go back into uh, Fighter Fest night one backstage, we had an interview from Andrade and he's cutting his normal. I'm badass and all that, but he ends with where is the death triangle? Mm-hmm. I want to give you a, give them a message. El Idolo is looking for them. Now, what did you take of this? Did you did you take this, hey, he's going to go fight the Death Triangle? Or, hey, maybe we'd be a, a, a triangle ourselves and kick out that white guy? Yeah, there is that. But then, it, you know, I look, I get it. People hang out with people that look and, and come from their cultures, look like them and come from their cultures. So it's not always racist to have all the Mexicans hang out with the Mexicans, but like you, you, there is that line you walk now from what it sounds like in AW people kind of have a lot of free reign in doing what they want to do. Right. So I would imagine if that's done, it's because they want to, but I can't imagine unless Pac's got a specific thing. I don't know that they're necessarily going to kick him out, but I think maybe we're just going to get this Idolo versus the death triangle, maybe one by one. Because every ma- like all of the matches, all the matches would be fun. Yeah, all the all matches are going to be a car crash that I want to watch over yeah. and over again. Yeah, there will be flips I, and shit, and then there will be fists, and then there will be barricades, and there will be high spots, and there's going to be insanity, all kinds of shit. and yeah. yeah, it's going to be insane. Whatever they choose to do, I think, I think he's going after them. I don't, I saw some chatter online while we were doing our live tweeting at Table Show on Twitter, by the way. Um, that he was going to join Death Triangle and, again, kick out Pac. But I think he's going to go because – I think he's going to go against them because if you mentioned – or if you remember, excuse me, uh, he said he was king of the luchadors. Well, who's the two bad luchadors in AEW? Ray Phoenix and, and Penta. So I think he's going to start with Ray Phoenix, right, because that's the younger brother. That's the more inexperienced of the two. I think they're going to have a fun feud. He'll get past Ray Phoenix, and then at whatever the pay-per-view is, Revolution, you know, All Out, whatever it is, then we're going to get Pinta, Andrade, and, oh, Jesus of Mary, that is going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I liked how they had um, uh, the the closed captioning uh, when he was speaking English and and Spanish because he was running in and out that sometimes I couldn't tell necessarily. I'm like, oh, it's English again. 
oh, it's Spanish. And I was like, I like that they put up the words so I could follow I them love up. that they put up the words. Because one thing that I never really liked, to be honest with you, and I know he's in a high regard where it's almost blasphemy to talk against him, but when Eddie Guerrero would go into these promos and it would be all English, but then he'd slide in like two lines of Spanish, but then come back into English, I don't know Spanish. And, you know, this is a very myopic way of looking at at promos, but it's like, did you insult him? Did you call him fat? I don't know what you said. And I didn't have any like translation. So I like what they did with Andrade where he was going in and out. But the entire time it was like, this is what he's saying in English. Or, you know, if you're watching in France, this is what he's saying in French, I assume. So I like it. Well, and it's not even to say that like, you know, well, I don't understand it. So it's not, but there is going to be that barrier. If you go any country and have somebody speak in another language where the majority of the people don't speak it, there's going to be a fall off. You're going to miss some. Now I don't even, it doesn't even like register with me, even if it's a line or two, because I'm like, yeah, that's something that I don't know. And if I really want to look it up, I could probably look it up or run a Google Translate and figure it out, right? But when it's a long-winded thing, I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. And it would be helpful to have at least a bullet point. So what he's saying, like he called him a dick, right? Yeah. Like, All right, I got you. All right, yeah, got yeah, you. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. He doesn't like him. I thought he right. didn't like him, but now I'm certain. That Remember, he we got to like play him. it down with pro wrestling. Is as, as, like I know we fight that um, stereotype, but it's it's the same with any. I think pro wrestling also bites themselves in the foot with this, like. We're not just for dumb people. And it's like, okay, but like you still, when they write storytelling, they still spell it out mm-hmm. because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people who don't yeah. think that way. They just need it put in front of them. Right. And like, and you're going to catch more people that way. So sometimes you got to just, I like it. The slowest yeah, of the herd. Great. Right. Yeah. Right. I like it. It, right. it. it works for me. Fan of it. Hopefully it continues again. It's going to be a little bit more difficult if he cuts in ring promos, but I, again, I don't think promos should be in the ring, but we'll get into that in a moment. Up next, we got the FTW World Championship match. The FTW champion, the machine, Brian Cage, versus, and I know it was his hometown, but good Christ, the over. Yeah. Absolute Ricky Starks. What did you think of this, Tim? Dude, yeah, the pop for Ricky Starks. And I I wanted him to win so bad, but I really didn't think he was going to. Like, I thought it was just going to play out that way. I thought especially with the reaction i was like all right they're gonna be like yep we made the right decision let's go all guns ricky stark he's gonna be the new sammy guevara but it wouldn't have worked i like this better right i i like this a lot i was so excited i literally started jumping up and down at the result of this so i wanted to get your feedback on this because i wrote this on our uh, twitter page again at table show while we live tweet during uh, wednesday night dynamites or whatever night dynamite airs we're going to be live tweeting it and also for rampage as well so Keep that in your back pocket uh, for the future. What do you think of this FTW championship? Is it just a title holder of who runs Team Taz? Or I think so, because we... like Taz even said, like it, it doesn't. No companies ever recognize uh, recognize it. it, and that's how it always will be, and that's how it should be. But I'm like, ah, hmm. see, because because hmm. if you go back, and again, I'm not trying to say like I am ECW historian, but. If you go back to the birth of the FTW championship, it was because Taz, the character, felt like Shane Douglas was never going to give him a title match. So, fuck you, I'm the uncrowned champ, but I want a belt to walk around with. I'm the FTW champion. Fuck the world. I'm the FTW champion, right? And so he introduces it when he's Team Taz at the time when Brian Cage was challenging John Moxley for the... AW World Heavyweight Championship. Before he got that opportunity, he got the FTW Championship. So at the time, it made sense. But now, 
I almost feel like in NXT, the million dollar championship, I don't know what the future of that belt is. And the same for the FTW championship. I don't necessarily know what the purpose is other than, Hey, we got some guys here, guys and girls, whoever has the title, that's our leader. So it looks to be that case because towards the end of the match, Ricky Starks tries to grab the FTW championship to use it on Brian cage powerhouse Hobbs. is like, Hey, no, 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 fuck that. You're not doing that. Do it the right way. And he's like, what you fucking bitch ass. All right. And so then he turns, they start wrestling. Then hook gets up on the apron. And I was like, Hey ref, look at this. I got a cool haircut. Look at all these people. <laughs> and then we get powerhouse Hobbs giving a good old, how's your father to, uh, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks hits a spear, which I thought was a little weird. I don't know if that's yeah, his well, finisher, hit him with the but belt then, is well, is hit him with the belt. That's right, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then hit him with the spear, which again, I don't know if that's your. Uh, that's finish. his finish. Yeah, I don't know if that's your finish. Get something new, in my opinion. But Ricky Starks is now the A, or excuse me, the FTW champion. It looks like Brian Cage is kicked out of the group. Are you excited about this? I am. I think Ricky Starks is a star, but I think this like character of being a snarky heel, uh, the Rock Light or the Rock via to twenty twenty one right is is the way to go right. And Big Josh in the chat says the FTW title is just like the million dollar belt, and it kind of is. Where it's this like it's not really a title, but they're gonna parade around like it's a big prize, and that's fine. We need sometimes we need to manufacture a reason to care, right? And so if it's a shiny prize, fine. Right now, you can overdo it, right? Like, because it's also a point like you'd be like, nobody fucking, it's always there if you need it, right? Like, where you could turn that into a nobody, that's not even a real thing, and be like, yes, it is. And be like, no, it's not. And then you could make this story arc of how it becomes a real thing, right? I'm a real mm-hmm. boy, right? Like, you can do <laughs> these kind of things. So I would leave it for now and just have him bragging about it because that's kind of the thing people are like, who gives a shit? That you like, you beat one guy who just like was handed that thing anyway by an old man, right? And then he just, you know, everybody gets mad about that, right? Now, now we got no reason for Ricky Starks to fight somebody, right? So, um, yeah, interested to see. I, I hope they don't linger too long on the Brian Cage. Well, I'm excited about the Brian Cage on his own. Yes, I just hope they don't path of destruction. Like, yeah, I, hope I they don't want it to cut this one quick, right? I wouldn't be mad to be honest with you. I wouldn't be mad if we. Hey, we don't have anything for either guy in, you know, a year and a half. We visit, revisit the team Taz, Brian cage fallout. You know what I mean? Like this constant, always battle of Brian cage who was brought in by Taz and then feels scorn. We go back and forth. I wouldn't be mad if it's a longer term, uh, feud, but yeah, for the short, you know, couple next month months, let's just get in, get it out. Let's see where they all, where they all go. Because I'm also a little tired of seeing Ricky Starks always next to Brian Cage. I know they were tag champs or you know tag partners and all of that, but like, let's see you guys fight someone else. You know, right? Who, who else do you not like here? So we'll see what happens there. Now the next segment we got, you were a huge fan of. You actually uh, messaged me and we're like, what a great promo. We saw hmm. the nightmare Cody Rhodes come out first. He went to the to the broadcast table, grabbed the headset. And he was pissed. Well, it finally felt like real and like a reason to care. He was like, hey, hey, Tommy, call me, motherfucker. He was like, mm-hmm. here's what we don't do. We don't act like a little bitch, right? I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know what? This, is, this isn't this is working. Give me the goddamn mic. You know what I mean? Like, And I liked that it was like kind of felt like sporadic. 
like really angry. Um, yeah. And then the nursery then it got rhyme. Lost. Yeah, then yeah. It got the nursery lost. rhyme about a horse and some carrots and a, a carrot killed the horse. I don't know what the fuck he said, but he said something. This is what I'm fearing. Like I get so great story about a guy who killed a horse. So I talked to the horse and that led us to here because I like the guy killed the horse because the horse didn't have it anymore. And you guys didn't have it anymore. Like it's a weird thing. Like nobody walks by people just killing a horse, right? Like you're not just walking by a guy and I killing a horse. Like people do that on their land or their property or whatever. Like you're not just randomly walking by unless you're working at the goddamn butcher shop, man. Yeah, and here's the other thing, is we've tried this storyline once with Cody, where, if you remember, Jake the Snake Roberts came in and was like, hey, you're soft. Now, his angle was, and we want your slice of the pie. Where this seems a little different is Malachi Black is saying, you're soft, and I guess I have to take you out. Which, I don't understand, because are you, like, it doesn't... His reason for wanting to beat up Cody still doesn't hundred percent hit home with me. But I Oh yeah, I still don't yeah, I still don't understand why he's if you think you he's sh- lost it, why aren't why aren't you helping you him? You said when I looked in your eyes it was gone, but like you already flickered with the lights and interrupted the promo, so you were already going there to do something. And I get it, heels aren't supposed to make a hundred percent all the sense because they're heels, right? They're a little off. So I you know, I'm trying to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but I also don't understand still why Malachi Black has beef with Cody. Nonetheless, let's get back to the segment. The the lights go out, lights come back on, cool little moment where they both just stood still. You know, the lights came on and Cody just realized that Malachi Black was there. Malachi Black realized Cody didn't leave the ring, and so then they go after each other. here's where I'm going to criticize and I'm not, I'm not, this is nitpicking. So please do not think like I hated this segment. I like this segment a lot. I liked every segment a lot, to be honest, but if you're going to have this pull apart, fucking fight each other. Don't be grabbing each other and, and slapping each other in the ribs and make me think like you really hate each other. Cause that looked like some, Hey, we're best friends. Let's just roll around on the ground and play fight in the living room. Like fucking get after it. If you're going to get after, if you want me to think you're getting after it, fucking get after it. So eh. fucking get after it. You know what I mean though? It, It just, it just felt like they're friends. They need to do this segment. So instead of like going after it, like Brock Lesnar and undertaker, you know, they went after it to the point where, like, are they really pissed at each other? This felt like friends who were doing a bad acting job of fighting each other. Yeah. That is a criticism. But again, it's nitpicking. It was fine overall. It's fine. Next up, though. Oh, boy. I love this segment. This was sneaky good. This was my dark horse segment of the night. Backstage, we get Alex Marvez talking to Tully Blanchard. Yes. And he gets cut off, Tully Blanchard that is, by Santana and Ortiz. And first off, Tully Blanchard looking like a magician with that fucking jacket. <laughs> Did you see Looked that? Like he jet? was working the valet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he was on his lunch break at the MGM Grand. Uh he gets, <laughs> he gets That's what I thought instantly. Anyhow, he gets cut off uh. by Santana and Ortiz and Ortiz grabs 
uh, Tully's arms behind his back. Santana has what we think is a crowbar, I believe. Was yep. it a crowbar? It was a crowbar. Yeah, and he's like, I'm going like to hit you. Like you don't know, Tom. Well, I couldn't tell if it was a crowbar or just a pipe. Yeah, I understand you know the I mean? authorities may be watching, and there's active yeah. cases at all times, so you have to yeah. have appearances. But. So Santana, though, puts his hand, arm back to hit Tully and then goes, you idiot, this is fake. We're, we were raised to respect our elders. He goes, but your boys are going to get it. And I do like that Tully didn't act shook and oh my god my pearls he was like no okay all right motherfuckers like they're gonna come for you you know yeah i liked the fire from both sides in this segment i I like that like the 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 passive aggressive like you're old we don't need to fucking beat you up it's just like but that's the message right like we could we could your guys killed you bitches yeah because like because because the message was two fronts like one we can take you out whenever we want. And two, FTR are a bunch of bitches for beating up an old guy like Conan, right? Right. So, like, we're better than that. So, you feel like shit, and then also you feel threatened because now they can get you at any time. That's a good point, right? Like, Very we good. didn't do to you what your punk asses did. Right. It's our boy, yeah. So, I'm excited. And, and again, this one, of all the F or um, uh, pinnacle and inner circle this feels almost separate than that this feels like it's personal like it doesn't matter that both guys were in a group called the pinnacle and inner circle these this team would these two teams would have a beef whenever right well I they like might that. always i mean again, That's what I'm saying. they it are feels... very distinct personalities that don't hang out together normally right like you might see them at a car show talking to each other about something but that's it right like they're not they're not calling each other up for beers yeah it, it almost feels like Whatever, however, their motives change. For example, if FTR starts to align themselves with Jericho and let's for whatever reason say that Santana and Ortiz align themselves with MJF, like those two teams are still going to hate each other. Oh, yeah. They're always going to be on the opposite always. end of the spectrum. Always. I like that. I like it because like when FTW like, can like start to get out of like hand with how great they are and fucking whatever, like, like they could always be like there to be like, listen, bitches, like we know. We know how this ends, right? We know. Why don't you just cool it? And then they just... just, mm. Yeah, I would hope these guys rivalry for their entire time in this company. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Now let's get to the segment of the night. Oh, my God. You talked about rewatching a a show and being so happy with it. Tim, I put it again on our Twitter page, at Table Show. I did not lie. I jumped up and down like it was 1998 attitude era. And I'm 14 years old, just a hundred percent in on pro wrestling. This segment was so good. What segment am I talking about? I am talking about Tony Schiavone doing an in ring interview with the number one contender hangman, Adam page. Oh, oh, oh. this is the chef's kiss of the week. Tim, this was great on so many levels. I think we could do a whole podcast episode about this segment, but let's paraphrase a little bit of how our, how we felt about it. So first off, Shivani's like, hey, uh, Kenny Omega says, um, you can't really do this. Again, we're just hitting the highlights here. And Paige says, since day one, I wanted to be the AEW champion. I failed. Now I've worked my way back and Kenny Omega... I am, and then boom, we get the elite come out. And look, longtime listeners know I fucking hate the Young Bucks. And I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Great performance at a young age. Ah, this was good. Yeah. This was good. So we instantly get Nick Jackson just being the douchiest of douches, you know, not Looking too far like away from a uh, middle school science teacher who gets busted for inappropriate tweets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. He he looked like a twenty year old still going to high school. Inappropriate uh, DMs, class- if you will, with 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 the with the students you know what i mean yeah 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 oh you know he looked like a, a hot topic manager uh who's still just hiring underage girls because they're qualified he owns three taco trucks but like he outfits them all with like 15 year old girls and you're like mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he skateboards at the local yeah. skating and he calls it jose's because... tacos and you're like D- you're not jose yeah yeah so he cuts his douchey promo right he cuts his but then uh um yeah the good the brother two gets in yeah good here. brothers you're not the guy right and then matt jackson which is great co- he's like you're not the guy pal like you're just not the guy and it's like yes he is the fucking guy yeah. pal he's the fucking yeah guy. and by the way side note this crowd like i mentioned oh. for ricky starks oh out of this world for the best crowd in a yeah long this time. crowd oh. great job great where were they dallas houston was it austin what am i texas Dallas. No, they're in Texas. Oh, it was Texas. That's right. Yeah, it was Texas. Yeah. It was um, one of those yeah. Texas cities. Yeah. Did a great job. There's only Whatever a few te- cities in Texas, so it's one of those. Yeah, that's a cult state. Anyhow, uh, but Matt Jackson comes into the ring, and he goes, hey, remember us? And Hangman's like, you motherfucker. Yeah, duh. I do. And then he goes, we used to be best friends, but we're not anymore, and I still smell the alcohol oh, in your breath. He was so And it was just like just mm. leaning into him yeah making him feel and bad the, and then one of the uh lines of the night was uh but let's face it you're the next great wrestling tragedy oh. Ooh. Mm. 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 well i love it. he's like what are you gonna hit me you ain't got the balls and he and he does mm. and so here we go this is where i jumped out of my seat. oh yeah hangman's like i'm done with this shit i'm kicking all your asses so he's cleaning house right Takes out that fat guy, takes out that bald guy, takes out that. Takes uh, out both the motorcycle mechanics. Yeah, takes out the guys. mechanics, takes out the hot topic managers, and he's like, fuck this shit, I'm ruling the world. He doesn't realize that the ultimate D-bag is right behind him with the title belt. And he's going to. He's selling great, too. Like, he's tiptoeing all excited. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hit Omega's this guy. like, I've been <laughs> waiting to fuck you up for a, a long time. And as soon as Kenny Omega takes a step forward, oh, everyone's favorite group of dorks the dark order runs in is like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out and kenny omega's like you nerdy motherfuckers i swear to god i'm gonna piss all over your dungeon dragon set when i get home you cocksuckers and then he goes out now i think that's what he said i feel like that's what he said now we get a challenge hangman says hey or no no excuse me um the elite says, and again, we'll paraphrase it. Hey, elimination tag, elite versus dark order. And five then on dark five. Order, yeah, five on five. And then Adam Page says, yeah, all right. And then when we win, our guys get a tag team championship. I get my world heavyweight championship. Kenny Omega's like, well, there's, that's all lose for us. Yeah. Like what, what benefits us? How about this? If we beat you, you, whoever, lose your tag team championship shot. And then Hangman, you lose your heavyweight championship yeah, shot. Walk away and from this it. is the thing, and this is the thing that you fear the most is failing in front of everyone. Oh, 
Oh, so Tim, the Dark Order running in, just the best friends in the world. I mean, the best friends are the best Solid friends. Solid dudes. Like, great guys here. Yeah. And then just the layers on layers on layers. Kenny Omega and Hangman have still yet to fight each other yeah. this entire time. I, I love it, but I love that like Hangman's finally standing up for him. He even said like the Dark Order does not back down from a fight. Like he stood up for them. That well, hold on. Do you the way he said it though? I know it. Made it sound like he's, he's in, in the Dark, the Dark Order. Order. I know. I I'm down for oh. it if he is. Oh, this is so great. I cannot wait. Oh, yes. So the so the the segment ends with uh, Hangman Adam Page saying, Kenny, the Dark Order doesn't back down from a fight. And then we end the segment. I cannot wait. I don't know when this five-on-five -five match is going to happen. Hopefully it's is right it now. I, I don't know. I haven't seen when. But I'm so pumped up for this. Yeah. I um, The whole segment just, uh, again, I, I rewatched that several times you know what i mean i i had just got done telling my daughter earlier because she saw me watching some hangman stuff and i was like this is the guy right now like this guy has got the pro wrestling thing down like this is i told her the whole story of like the positivity from the bros and the like it's okay to fail and like the non-toxic masculinity of it all and, like it was great and yeah just watching this all play out is uh, and that the crowd loves it that the crowd loves it is one of the best things everyone loves it in 2021 I have yet to see anyone go like, you know what I've had enough of? Hangman and the Kenny Omega story. Nope. I seriously, like, you can say criticisms of all storylines. The Roman head of the table might be hitting the same note a little bit too often, right? We're doing the same thing with Jimmy that we did with Jay. So, you know, all right. But, uh, and then we're, we're getting to Chris Jericho and MJF doing great, but a beat too long you know what i'm saying we can criticize right. but i do i i'm being serious i'm not like hyperbole here and i'm not just saying it because i'm excited but like i haven't seen a miss so far from this hangman yeah story. it's been great it it's has been, been so awesome. good and just like that everybody gets all the weaving in and out like it's not lost on anybody you don't have to really over explain it people like mm -hmm. just feel it it feels wholesome and just good like it's, it's weird to have an actual like baby face and the heels, you know, yeah, it's yeah, good. it is just perfect right now. So now let's move on. Uh, after that segment, Alex Marvez backstage again, interviewing Chris Jericho. This one was okay. I don't know what Chris Jericho's the Greek mythology now is a part of the MJF and Chris Jericho story. I don't know yeah. why you're wearing a fucking biker jacket. You, I, whatever. So anyhow, Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Spears ambushes chris jericho and mjf is like ha 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 didn't see that one coming did you bitch hey by the way your first labor of jericho or whatever the fuck it's called uh is gonna be you versus sean spears sean spears can use a chair sure. you cannot yeah so as we talked about last week i thought you should have done you're gonna have to face jake hager they didn't go that route they went the logical way which again now, I'm not criticizing at all. I like this, though. The chairman gets to use a chair. You yeah, do not. I like that little added thing. Like you're saying, we're going with the obvious answer for for how this had to play out of who the opponents are. Then the twist is, it's not a chairs match. It is. The chairman gets to be for the chairman. Yeah. You fuck off. Right? So <laughs> Yeah. And that's a great move by MGF. He's like, yeah, 
we're gonna do a chairs match except for it's not for you it's only for him yeah (laughs) i like it and again we've got to get through all this so we're gonna get through all this right he's gonna beat this guy he's gonna find a way to use the chair when the ref ain't looking to like you know i mean he's gonna get his jericho spots in and you know or jake hager's gonna use the chair on sean spears you know we'll figure out something here yep uh, but, yeah, so we'll get that uh, coming up soon. Uh, then we move on. We get back into the ring, and we get, oh, man, two upstarts here. Tell you what, the future is bright for these two guys. Matt Hardy took on Christian Cage. I think a little more work on the dark and the dark elevation. These guys might make something of themselves. I tell you what, you know, I really see some potential. Maybe they should join some tag teams. I think that's really yeah. what the future um, is. And, look, we said this. They They put on a good match. There was no doubt these guys were going to do everything they needed to do to make it interesting and and tell the story of the match. But, you know. I felt like this was a good match if you were at the show, right? So, like, if I went to this show last night and then I go to work tomorrow morning and they're like, hey, how was the show? I'm like, hey, do you guys remember Matt Hardy and Christian? I saw him wrestle last night. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, like, that's what it was good for. Now, I think... It's great for if you're catching channel surfers and like you want to catch people going like, oh, look at that. But then I would have put it like right before the spot you want everybody to see, which would have been the hangman mm-hmm. saga unfolding, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I would have like, okay, now that you saw that, watch this, like right out of that match into like the biggest thing of the night. But hey, I, the match was good. And the match was, was good. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it, the placement of it was fine. Again, we'll talk about placement of this show here in just a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. But afterwards, Matt Hart, or excuse me, Christian uh, Cage beats Matt Hardy. Afterwards, the Hardy family comes out to beat up Christian. And then Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy uh, jump in the ring. And the Hardy family goes running off. Looks like maybe we'll get a six-man tag out of this. Maybe Private Party and Matt Hardy versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage. I'm curious to see where this Jungle Boy Christian Cage thing goes. Because pro wrestling lore would tell you someone's turning on someone. Yeah. But they might be of, they I'm speaking of is the AEW writing team here, creative. They might be of this the the like of like how New Days never broke up and they never will kind of thing where they're yeah. just like no they're just friends and then they're just gonna yeah. go separate ways. But what do you think? Yeah, it is interesting. Now we we might get the face versus face at some point. Like Christian's outworking everybody, and then he's like, I mean, I I need some uh, the top level talent. I need somebody like bigger than me. I need somebody stronger than me. I need somebody like wise. I need somebody who's been around for a while. And then he kind of looks up, and there's this dinosaur doing dinosaur things, and he's like, I got it, right? Yeah. And he has to convince him, right? But then he finds a way to, you know what I mean, like make the dinosaur look good. But, you know, I can see that going on just as easy as well. Yeah, I'm curious because it feels like we're getting the start, even though we're in this Matt Hardy family versus Jungle or Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. I think we're actually getting the start of a Christian Cage uh, Jungle Boy feud. But – We'll see where this goes. Next up, we had Tony Schiavone in ring interview the AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. I like this segment a lot. Yeah. For two reasons. One, Britt Baker killed her promo. Oh, God. Absolutely murdered it. And again, another person with the crowd that was just over to the moon, just like our Bitcoin, our MJ of Bitcoin, Britt Baker. To the moon, baby. To the moon. Now, here's what I like the most, though, about it is we got some backstage shots of Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero 
watching Britt Baker doing this promo. And as soon as Britt Baker's done, right? DMD. Nyla Rose is like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you don't get time to shine. It's still about me. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero like, was like screaming over the music and threatening yeah. to shove a jalapeno up her ass, I believe. That was a thing. I think that was a thing. Hey, that the DMD promo, though. Let's dig into that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, let's... she said, like, you're the top of the food chain, but I'm off the menu because I'm special order. Uh, like, came at her about her last name. Vicky like, Guerrero, I yeah. Mean, Jesus was just throwing fucking hammers out and is just doing it with a swagger and a confidence that's unmatched in a lot of pro wrestling period definitely yeah i thought and i thought both did well because again nyla rose was gonna have to take a back seat because Britt baker was in the ring and got the crowd pop so you weren't gonna get that with nyla rose but i like that nyla rose was like no no no, you're not just Wait. gonna talk shit and let me sit here and take it did we see two people watching television at an angle i thought that was a Oh, I thought that was taboo. I thought that was uncouth. I thought that was uncouth. You know, that, that, that was, the... that's what kept sticking out to me. It was like, oh, I thought we made fun of this. I thought yeah, we didn't. We do, we do that at the other We show. didn't highlight this. Like, we made we fun of that. Right. Yeah. Good point, Tim. Mm -hmm. Good point. That stuck out to me a lot. I was like, oh, oh, look who's, look who's, who's watching. Look who's setting up fucking television cinematography, like, in a way. That makes sense for the fucking camera so everybody can see it. Everybody's face to the camera. Go figure. Go, Go figure. figure. So after this, we did get the backstage response from John Moxley to Lance Archer, where essentially he's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. Again, not, nothing too great, crazy, just Texas born, Texas But I like bred, it too where he's like, Texas dead. This is another one of the Moxley kind of signature like, hey, look, we all get it. This guy could rip me in half and eat my insides. So... The only chance I got is go in there and fucking elbow everything I see and just fucking try to fucking murder the guy on my way and try to escape. And that's Yeah. See ya. It I'll see you then. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it had a it had a lot of the same vibes as when uh John Moxley was the champion and Lance Archer was challenging for the title, where John Moxley back then was like, Yeah, everyone dies. I'm gonna die eventually, but you ain't taking this title from me if unless I die. You know, so a lot of the same here, but again. Looking forward to next week's Texas death match. Got a little shout yeah. out. Yeah, if you're buy watching, the shirt. buy the shirt. Yeah. Go spend shots table on it. Shop now. There you go. Cool. If you're watching the buy YouTube the channel, you know what we're talking hey, about. Hey, this shirt's right cheap, by the way. And we we get a cut, but not like a huge cut. So like you, this way you get something for your money. Come on. You help donate the show. If you don't want something for your money, there's a donate link too. If you just want to give it directly to us. We'll or if you more want to be the beer sponsor we'll get, of the week, let we'll us get, know. We'll get all of that. Yeah, you can be a beer sponsor of the week. You can send us money and say go buy some beer. All there kinds of stuff for you to do. Yeah. On with the show. All right, Sorry. so let's get back into the show. So we get the Spanish god, Sammy Guevara, taking on, I guess, the best friend's protege, which I did not realize, Wheeler Utah. This was a showcase match, I think, for Wheeler Utah to be like, hey, he's a guy, right? He he, he can he this can go with good. Them. And we go right. Yeah, but good. it was still but it was still like Sammy Guevara is the fucking man. Yes, another and I like guy. That. Yeah. Another guy with a major pop, Texas guy there. Oh yeah. Now I, I liked you know that Sammy's still going over, but they make this kid look good, this Wheeler Yuta, and fine. I just I'm worried about diluting the best friends at this point. You know, I don't. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we're if we're well, have another. Well, if we're breaking kayfabe, let's break kayfabe for just a quick second. Trent had neck fusion surgery, so we don't know if Trent's coming back ever. Right. Right. <laughs> so if Chuck's gonna hang out, he's got to have a best friend. So if we're gonna transition. 
okay. But to your point, you know, it was the best friends. Then we added Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Now we added Statlander. Now, DX did this too, right? Like, so if, if there's two guys in their tag team and one guy's going to continue with the brand name because you don't want to, like, lose that merch thing, then it's weird if you just replace the one guy because then people are like, eh. So you just make it like a group, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's a bunch and it's a mm-hmm. faction and that's fine. I, I guess we'll roll with that. But I just, this match again, fine, not my style, right? There's a whole lot of this, like, Wheeler has got to, like, position himself at a 45 degree angle instead of a 32 while sammy's going to the top rope and i'm like why are you doing that mm-hmm. on the mat? like you just lose me i'm like guys I, I, I can't do this right like a whole lot of the hand holding that kind of stuff where great athleticism can do things great i can't do right but but that's the, i mean like I, you I, lose me sir you'd be better fitted for cirque du soleil if you're just trying to show me things that i can't do with my own body right like i want a story for why you guys are fighting yeah and that um how's the best way to say that when you do the hand holding or like how you describe waiting for the spot to happen, it's as if you're watching an action movie and you see the wires holding up the action star. It takes you out of the moment. I'm thinking of a very specific spot where Sammy's in the, in the corner, right? And they, and they traded some spots or something. Now Wheeler's like laying on the ground. He's got to wait for Sammy to go up top and hit his move. But Wheeler realizes he's a little out of position. So he just starts like kind of doing the little shimmy to get at the right angle. And I'm like, don't do that. Let Sammy yeah. can handle that in air. Or like, don't mm-hmm. do that. Like somebody needs to be talking to some of these folks where like that's the stuff that I'm talking about, like where the young buck style and, and this kind of like flips and shit bothers me. It's because you guys don't have the timing down. And I'm telling you, it's near impossible to get the timing down because like stunt men get the timing down because there's fucking cuts and yeah. there's editing. Like you, that's what they mean by slow it down is because you're doing it too fast where you guys can't connect at the right time without fucking breaking each other's faces. So, like, that, fine. This was an athletic show of greatness, and Sammy gets to look hot shit and be like, there look at my dick. In but, his home state. Yeah. But that was it for me. Right. And so, Tim, that was that match. And right before the main event, you know what time it is. The Fucking women got arrested. Women right before the main event. Yeah. Why? Guys, please someone watch this or listen to this. You can put these women who had a very uh, good match at the start of the show. Christian and Matt Hardy could have been second before the main event. That's what I'm saying. You could have put this at the start of the show, second segment, anywhere but the main event because it didn't have a story. You could have put Hangman, this thing right before the main event. You could have put that. You know what I mean? You didn't have... You don't have to always do a women's match before the main event. Stop it. it, Because you guys, again, AEW, are becoming what WWE used to do with the women in the 90s where, hey, we just had a fun segment right before the main event. Go get your piss. Go get your uh sodas you know go take your piss go do whatever you need it's the piss break match which we fought so hard to stop with women's wrestling and you're just going right into it now it's not bra and panties right i'm not saying it's that but it isn't memorable i'm not gonna go watch this match again anyhow let me get to what the match is before i go on too far it was the magical girl uh yuka saki nailed it versus penelope ford Here's what I'll say about this. This is not me being pro-American foreigners. You guys all fucking suck. It's not that at all. But I said on our uh, Twitter page, at Table Show, Penelope Ford should have won this. And here's why. 
It has nothing to do with her being the white American girl. If you go through again, this whole match card, it was babyface John Moxley won, babyface Christian Cage won, babyface Sammy Guevara. Even though it was a turn, it was still his hometown. So pseudo babyface Ricky Starks won. It was all just cheers and cheers and cheers. No one, no heels came out looking good. So I thought this could have been your spot where it's like Penelope Ford, still that dastardly heel. Well, you yeah. Know? And I mean, like, I, I get. Whoever's booking this stuff as a type, they like they're really short Japanese women. Like it's yeah, it's, but I told you, so does the IWC. So does the IWC, right? but that's what I, I'm mad at the at at the wrestling fans, I guess, because like again, there's no reason for me to give ten shits who the fuck it is. You could replace anybody. You could have brought anybody over, anybody over from Japan, any fucking woman over, replaced it, done the exact same match, and I would have felt the exact same. I would have been like. Cool. What's the, what's the main event? Because like there was no reason to give a fuck. At least if Penelope Ford would have murdered somebody we w- and made us uncomfortable, we would have been like, stop, please don't hurt her anymore. And now I like her. Yeah. Or they did that to Penelope Ford or something, right? Like, give me something t- to care. Because when it's just like, it's a fucking circus act when all it is is like, zip, zap, flip, flap, woo, look at me. And then they just fucking leave the ring, and I don't see them until AW Dark Elevation three weeks from now. Like, I need something here. Like, that's why, like, I just don't care. Like, why I, I don't get from the wrestling fans why this is efficient for you, why this is satisfactory for you guys to be like, I love this. Did you guys see fill-in-the-blank other person from Japan that they brought in? It's like... Yeah, the other five you mean foot the other person who pound? Can, the other person who can also do three flips? Like, guys... Like these moves are not, they are impressive in that like you and I can't do them, but they're not unheard of. Whereas like they're Olympians where they're the only people who can. Yeah. So I don't get it. Yeah. It almost becomes like a major league baseball player doing a diving catch in the outfield. Like it's impressive because I can't do it, but every center fielder in major league baseball can do that. So eventually it's not like top 10, you know, plays of the week anymore. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. I just thought for me though, I just thought it was, all babyface winning, winning tonight. Aren't we back on the road? Hey, everyone loves the babyface. And I was like, we could have done one thing to make the crowd boo because we didn't. And as we talk about that, let's go into our main event. It was the coffin match. All ego Ethan Page versus Darby Allen. Now, we've talked about this in the past. Darby Allen's had some main events on Dynamite, and they have been showcasing star-making performances, right? The the TNT championship matches that he had, even his loss to Miro, he still looked like a million dollars. This one though, felt as if it was, Hey, we all know, we all know Darby Allen's fucking crazy, but did you know that Ethan page likes to kill people? Cause we're going to show you that because he's going to try to fucking murder Darby Allen. So I thought this was really like a, Hey, Ethan page is a player here in AEW. Yes. I thought this was great. The, the whole match, these two, uh, Ethan page shown, a, a, a lot you're right here um went a long way for me getting behind him like i want to see more now um my takeaway is darby allen with that coffin drop at the end like through the thing that was not a gimmicked up like thing well enough like he could have seriously hurt himself yeah. like those sides were solid fucking wood that like if he would have landed on one of those on the spine like he could have not wrestle again. <laughs> like, I would not uh, if he would have hit his shocked. neck on one of those? Yeah. 
I would not have been shocked if backstage, if we were a fly on the wall backstage after this match, Tony Khan walks up and is like, Darby, what in the fuck? And he's like, ah, I just felt like doing it. <laughs> like, ah, it's like, yeah, I ran it by Ethan. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, you kind of see Ethan, like, knew to get a, away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, prepare, but, like, holy shit. I was like, that's yeah, so not, before- like, I, it's one thing to do that spot, but when I saw the construction of the device and the little room for error he had to not get seriously injured while doing it was insane. Yeah, so before we get more into that finish, let's talk about the start of the match. So the start of the match uh, has Ethan Page's uh, best friend, 47-year-old Scorpio Sky, try to beat up Darby Allen, and that brings out Darby Allen's dad, Sting, and that got a huge pop because it's always fun to see Sting. And this was a good spot to use Sting, right? Sting didn't get a promo or the snow. It was just, hey, gonna help out a friend. Again, they go into the crowd. Maybe not great for a 61-year-old guy to go into a crowd during covid but whatevs. Uh, and they go wrestling off. And then... I think Sting yeah. is vaccinated. I, I hope like so. it could go either way. Yeah, wouldn't be shocked either way. Yeah. I would hope so, though. Yeah. Um, but then get Ethan vaccinated. Page... Get vaccinated. I think uh, Big Josh says, says he is, so good job on you, Big Josh. Awesome yeah. job. because Big Josh is Any, awesome. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He is awesome. Great guy. Uh, he is waxed and vaxxed and ready for a hot boy summer. You know Vaccinated what I'm saying? and caffeinated, baby. I stole that from Kevin Gill from his post. Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Gill. Yeah. Shout out to our good friend, Kevin Gill. But what the spot I want to talk to you about was before the coffin drop, which was insane, is the, the use of the turnbuckle hook from both guys. The, okay. So the Darby Allen uses the thing on Ethan Page. That looked like it hurt, but we can obviously see some maneuvering to where it's like not really hooking them. Well, and you can just the, fake, you know, pull, you let go, and you, but you keep your arms going, yeah. But the spot where Ethan Page hooked it on Darby Allen's yes. necklace and just said, "Come here, <laughs> motherfucker!" Oh. It looked like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat doing the "Come here." I was, like, was like, dude, fun. I was like, you might have Whoa. actually hurt his trachea. Like, you gotta yeah. stop that. Yeah. I think I swear. So I've seen their evolved matches, and again, watching this match here, there has to be some type of gentleman's agreement where Ethan Page is like. Darby, are you sure? And Darby's like, just buy me dinner afterwards and you can do whatever you want. And Ethan Page is like, okay. Yeah. And he just fucks him up almost to where it feels like we should have someone stop this and like cut. Like, cause Ethan Page actually wants to kill this guy. It, yeah, it was uncomfortable at times and it was perfect for it. Again, it, it took it helped because coffin match sounds a lot like you're doing a casket match. You know what I mean? And But mm-hmm. they made it not really about that. Like, they didn't go to that well too many times, right? They didn't, like, hover over the the, the coffin 40 times, right? They or did make a few it spots. spooky. Yeah, they, right, didn't, they didn't make, make it spooky. spooky. Yeah. Um, it just it was on brand, but, like, they, they hit that. But then they also had brutality outside of that. Like, it was, a, it was basically a hardcore match mm-hmm. just with, with a coffin. coffin at the end. And it was yeah. great. And then that spot at the end was. Very, very entertaining. So, Tim, we've just talked about uh, Fighter Fest Night 1. You've obviously watched it twice, so we know how you feel about it. So, Fighter Fest Night 2, are your expectations, like, off the charts right now? Uh, yes, if we're getting that, you know, five-man elimination match, if that's a thing. If we're getting the damn uh, Texas death match where somebody's going to wind up Texas dead, which is a great line. Yeah. Uh, and yes. also, we did not mention because uh, I forgot to put it here in my notes. Uh, we had a backstage promo from Miro, who oh. debuted the new title. 
Oh my God. Hold on. One of the best promos of the night yeah. too, in that it starts with him going, let me tell you a story. There was once a guy who was rich, had a hot wife who can do the splits. The man was hot too, but he was lost, right? Like Jesus being classic Nero. And then goes into, he was like, this was my reward, right? After like, he's like, I'm not a monster. Like I, I, I forgave everybody that I destroyed. And he's like, and this is my reward because I'm God's favorite champion, right? And he says, because everyone knows the greatest champions defend their titles with their lives. I defend this with yours. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, he's fucking great. He manages to be funny, but also like, I, I don't want that guy to be near me. Like, I want to make yeah. sure that guy's not in the same room as me. So hopefully we get Fighter Fest Night 2, we get a TNT Championship match, because, again, yeah. these promos are awesome, but I want to see Miro well, kill someone. Maybe we get Cody Malachi Black? I mean, maybe not. Maybe they're still going to lead to that. Probably That's probably yeah, going to be all out. I, that's going to be all out. But, but we'll get something there. We'll get a blowout yeah, there. Think, I think a Miro taking on a Chuck Taylor, a you know someone of that ilk, I think would be great. But I want to see Miro next week. I want to see what the belt looks like out, outside of just a backstage promo because this is like version 6.7. I think there's been more versions of the TNT Championship than there's been. I like to look at this one, Spanish though. Table. So because it's so silver in the middle, right? It, like I just I, when I saw it, I liked the look of it better than the black one. So like I hope that's more the default one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I like the, I like you know the Intercontinental Championship in WWE did this for a while, especially with the Warrior, where you know well, I mean they did, could change. And did Cody bring back the white when he Cody was brought the back IC the white champion? right? Yeah. So um, the white is a clean look. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially when you have so much silver on the belt, right? So I will say though. Uh, good luck to whoever has that belt for b- being back on the road because white is hard to keep clean. So good yeah, luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope to see Miro. Uh, I haven't looked ahead at what night two has been announced yet, but man, if night two is like night one, we might be doing a three hour segment or a three hour podcast about one segment of that show because it was incredible. Guys, call me whatever you want. I don't give a shit. This is the most fun I have had. Motherfucker. Watching you. Sure. I don't care. Dick face. I, this, uh-huh. Whatever. I. You son of a. Like, I know. <laughs> the two hours goes by so quick and I'm having so much fun. I just love yeah, it. It is. I just love it. That's why I watched it a second time. And again, like I, the whole way through a second time is unheard of for and the a show that to I'm, be that fun for yeah, especially and, curmudgeons like us. Yeah, and again, the things that I point out where it's like Cody and Malachi Black don't look like they're really fighting each other, which they didn't. But like, that's not even bad. That's not. It's that's yeah. just me being an ass because I'm an ass. Yeah. Like, I love this so much, yeah. guys. I love it. <laughs> I love it too. All right, well, let's transition away from something uh, that we love into something that maybe we're not going to love as much, but we're going to talk about it because it's one of the best events I think of wwe that we like conceptually and it's the money in the bank this weekend tom uh remind you as you can see behind us here it looks like they still have the smaller money in the bank for the ladies um you know slightly smaller they got small hands slightly smaller um but money in the bank so we're gonna hit that let's real quick let's talk about some nxt because uh what we don't have right now uh for time purposes uh some business dealings that we have to handle on the on the backside of this mm-hmm. um, for a tweet the table segment. 
But I want to shout out Big Josh in the in the chat right now, and he had two NXT tweets, so that'll cover some some hot topics from NXT before okay. we cover the Money Bank because they don't have a yeah, thing, let's... right? They're not doing a conjunction, not that I'm aware. No. right? He says uh, uh, at the Rebel Trucker says hashtag tweet the table. I see Kyle O'Reilly channeling his inner Dustin Poirier. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with that little interview of his tonight on hashtag NXT. Um, you're going to have to tell me because I don't know much about the Dustin Poirier. Is he oh, Dustin it? Poirier, one of the best guys going. My favorite fighter beat Conor McGregor for a second time in a row. Conor McGregor snapping his ankle after kicking Dustin Poirier and Poirier blocking it with his elbow, separating his ankle. And then Conor McGregor steps back, separates and breaks his mm-hmm. ankle. Loved it. Good. Couldn't have happened to a worse guy. Absolutely love that moment. But Dustin Poirier is just every man's man. He goes in there. He works hard. He's not necessarily a journeyman, but he's not out of the gym. He's going to be there every day. He'll do your, you know, fun interviews and things like that. But what he's here to do is fight. He doesn't yeah. care about the so uh, yeah. outside things. And Kyle Riley's promo, I mean, like, he, you know, I think Cole even called it out later in the show where he's like, because he was like, you know, you win some, you lose some. And then, you know, Cole, I like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you lose some if your name is Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> like, like Adam Cole, baby, ain't losing yeah. some. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah, but I just, I don't know. I'm falling out of love with Adam Cole lately in the in the Kyle O'Reilly, I guess. Again, the, a lot of pro wrestling is the full package of what you're presenting. One of the best things about uh, Bobby Roode in NXT was his fucking entrance, right? And even though he was the NXT champion, if you were to switch that entrance to whatever generic music you could find, people would start to go like, what? Nah, I don't like that. And I feel like you had the whole thing there, especially now that we're going back on Nakamura. the road. When they changed his music up there, people were like, I well, now, but that was because he was healed, right? right? Like it was supposed to like stop singing, right? So I get that one. But with Adam Cole, you're supposed to do the boom and all the stuff, and now you got some shit ass fucking music. Yeah, it's so, so then bad. You kind of yeah. So then you it's kind of so go bad. into it, just going like, and then he does great. He's he's Remember still doing well. Adam Rose, but like when they changed the Adam Rose song and it yeah, tanked. Like, yeah, just, it mm. tanked because it was the song. It wasn't Adam Rose. We know that now. Yeah, <laughs> but it was the song. Same thing with this Adam Cole. Like part of that whole entrance was the. Boom! You know what I mean? Like you're fucking like, yes, I want to fucking cheer for this guy. You know what I mean? And eat some right. meat. Like you just like, you know what I mean? Well, it's, so you're it at that you. level. That's what I'm saying. So you're at that level. So then when you're falling down a couple notches, Adam Cole is still cutting great promos. Probably the best consistent promo guy they have in all of WWE, in my opinion. And so it cuts a great promo. But now you know you went. Usually you start at an eight and he'll take you to a 10 with the promo and the match. But now because the package of him walking out takes you down to a six, he gets you to an eight and then you go, I I don't like being here. I thought I was at a 10. And then you kind of go like, does this suck? And you're like, well, no, I'm just missing the whole thing. Right. It's like eating a hamburger and not having ketchup on it. You're like the hamburger is fine, but what happened to the ketchup? And like, that's what the whole entrance is doing is we needed it all back. Pay the fucking group see whatever they are pay them because we need the adam cole full experience and this isn't it and he's doing great but yeah his his promos or excuse me his his storyline is kind of directionless and again not the full experience and we here at the spanish announce table demand some clarification as to exactly what the fuck happened to the ketchup you know what i mean yeah if you eat a burger and you're like what the what huh? 
Uh, this ketchup? Where the fuck ketchup uh, at? And let me remind you, this fun conversation was fueled by hashtag tweet the table. Normally we do a big long segment. I'll put up a graphic. I'll show your tweet to the whole world. But time crunch, we're just going to hit a few of them. But go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net if you don't follow us on Come Twitter. On. The social media mm-hmm. links are there. We're at yeah. Table Show. You don't Ooh. even have to follow us. You just use hashtag tweet the table when there you're you talking go. wrestling. And boy, we're going to read it right here live. Fucking live. Live. Fucking Sid Vicious live, baby. And One more from the Rebel Trucker, and then we'll move on. He says, hashtag tweet the table. Wait, Samoa Joe has been provoked. Night, night, Carrion. Hashtag WWE NXT. Yeah, uh, hashtag tweet the table, right? Um, yeah. Whew. Ooh. Okay. Can we, I think I've brought this up before, but what, in, can anyone explain to me why the fuck Carrion Cross has bad hearing when he puts on a rear naked choke and he has to cover one fucking ear? I do not understand. What in the fuck is do you that, think you're doing? Is the idea that, like, nothing? Nobody can reach no. back and punch you? No. You're like, no one on. does that. No one does no that. No one does that. I've never seen that. I've watched jiu-jitsu for 15 years. Maybe one time he did it in a fight, and a guy reached back, punched him right in the ear, and it, it like, rung his bell. So after that, he's like, fuck that, never again. I don't know. Never again. Hashtag it never looks, forget. Yeah, it looks so fucking stupid i just kind of like how you do with the the matches and like the guy you know goes like this when he fucking does the ear i'm just i'm done i don't know what you're doing it's just like nobody would do that in a real you know yeah and so that one's a little more forgivable than like nobody would like purposely position themselves better for somebody to hit them when they're half out yes why wouldn't you just get up why wouldn't you just just get the fuck up or keep rolling out of the way it just it just takes me out of the moment. But it was cool, right? He beat up uh, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe looked like a fucking cherry. Another spot we saw was Samoa Joe in the back get confronted by Pete fucking Dunn. Uh, Pete Dunn fucking just like fucking looks at him out. He's like, bitch. And fucking I love it. And Samoa Joe's like, fuck that guy. Right? Like, oh, that's headed to I hope Joe can get back in the ring soon because that match is coming. He's going to have this blow off with Cross. There's Adam Cole uh, bound to go on. Some fun matches going on. There is. And then also another main event person before we go into our picks uh, that I think we're going to talk about uh, during Money in the Bank. But what do you think about Mandy Rose? Oh, yeah. The fuck is that? So the first time I've ever liked Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke tag team segment that I even (laughs) sent you. And now that Ah. tag team's just done. Uh, (laughs) Like I shoved her into a locker and I was like, that was fun. More of that. And then no, we're not, well. I mean, we might still get some of that. Not Nijax. It was um Tamina. Uh, mm-hmm. We might still get more of that from Tamina. Maybe shoving uh, ladies into lockers. But um, look, great. We were not going to run with Mandy Rose in any kind of major title picture on Raw. So fine. Yeah. Rob SmackDown, whatever it is, fucking you know. So I like it though. I like that it's it's uh it's hey you never know who's no, never know who's going to show up. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I like it too. I like Rose, the but look, if this is the double A or whatever the fuck they call that in baseball, right? The next step down, right? Triple mm-hmm. uh, A, triple A. Then folks are gonna go down. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna send some folks down, and it's not and always like it. it's not always that it's like you suck. You need remedial training. It's sometimes your confidence will do better if you can shine in a moment and try something that we would have to squash because you're facing Charlotte. But if you can build up here beating Dakota Kai, you know what I mean? Then we can take it when you've established yourself a little more foothold, right? So sometimes it's – and that same way with the baseball metaphor is like 
look, sometimes you need to try a new throwing style and you're going to get murdered out here trying it, but you can try it down there and not get murdered and your confidence won't degrade to yeah. nothing, right? Yeah, so, we need yeah. you to develop a, a curveball down in AAA, right. and then once you get it perfected, then bring it back up here to the majors. Right, so I like that, and I like, I mean, again, be a boss bitch down there. NXT could use some stories, so let's try it. They could. Let's try it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Money in the Bank. We like the Money in the Bank. I don't even mind it being its own. I know we talk about the gimmick matches shouldn't be a pay-per-view every year, but I like this one being that because it's got a prize, right? And it's a prize that can be year-round. They don't have to immediately – they can wait, strike when the iron's hot, right? They don't have to immediately pay off with it. So this one doesn't bother me as much as like a Hell in a Cell or an Elimination Chamber or a – right? Like – I, I like this idea where Money in the Bank's yearly. If you're not going to do it, like, it's always at Mania that have its own pay-per-view. I just wonder, because last year, if you recall, they did the two matches at the same time, right? It was the climb to the top. Yeah. And they did the men That was really weird. Well, but you did it once. So do you, like, is that the Money in the Bank match? I don't think is so. Is where we do. I, I think mean, we're why not? two Money in the Bank. No, I think, as actually, as a matter of fact, I'm going to read right here from WWE.com, and uh, it looks like they're booking it as two separate matches. Nah. So let's get into some predictions here. <laughs> let's let's talk. Yeah. Nah. Raw Tag Team way. Championships are on the line. AJ Styles and Amos versus the Viking Raiders. I don't even – I mean, like, this isn't terrible. I just uh, – I don't know. Here's the thing. AJ and Amos are not doing enough stuff to where I dislike them. They're just doing superficial things that says, oh, I'm supposed to not like them. And the biking Raiders. Yeah. Making fun of people just... and shoving people is not, again, what we talked about, the sub-level. Yeah. It's not dastardly. It's not. Yeah, fucking... I do that in the supermarket. Yeah, it's not Ethan Page taking the hook of the, the turnbuckle into someone's mouth or whatever it yeah. is, you know? I push kids the, on the playground all the time. I don't care. I do it on a Tuesday. Watch me on a Tuesday. I will be pushing kids Tuesday. off of slides. But then the Viking Raiders aren't. Look, I think their characters are ruined. After the what they did with the Street Profits at the start of the pandemic with uh, we do bowling and we eat chicken wings and stuff. Fuck your characters. You can never come back from that. You guys are bitches. Fucking come up with something new. Because what they're doing now just looks like fucking larpies. They are. I would fucking smack the taste out of their mouth if they walked up to me with that fucking paint and all that shit in the version that they are now. Because they're uh, fucking yeah, soft. One of them's like a fucking Trumper 5G conspiracy well, theorist. Right, yeah, well, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the real right. stuff. Fuck them. But I'm saying like the characters. If those characters yes, walked of up course, to me right. now, I'd be like, they're comedy the characters. Fuck yeah. yeah, fuck out of here, fat They're guys. the Bushwhackers 2.0. Perfect. That is a perfect analogy. Man, great job. And so I just don't like them. Because Everybody them. could tweet me at the awesome voice on Twitter and tell me how great that was, like Tom did. That like, was. feel free. I will yeah. like it. I might retweet it. Which one's the Trumper? I, you have to ask Justin. He knows. But I think it's okay. the bald one. Ah, damn it. He's got the guy that looks like the tattoos where you're He's like, the- are those racist? Yeah, he's you know the I mean, one married really? to the the other the old uh, wrestling girl. Not she's not old, but she used to work for WWE and then she got fired. Yes, but then who's Nikki Cross? She's with Killian Dane. Yeah, yeah, right. 
all them Breaking Irish Kingdom. Vikings are all, you know, all the, all Irish the, the Vikings. They all yeah. mixing in. Yeah, all those yeah look, I think AJ Styles and almost still win. Oh, yeah, a pick. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> AJ and almost. I mean, I can see the Viking Raiders with a tag team title. Nah, win. they're going to have They're not going to beat almost. They're going to have almost be. Yeah. They but think, again. When- if they think they're going to this Marvel style, like superstar characters that jump off the screen, almost is going to be shoved down our throats worse than Braun Strowman was. Yeah, almost is. Go- they're going to lose the tag team championships as soon as they decide to do almost versus AJ Styles. By the end, by December of twenty twenty two, almost will have had a world title run. Market, market. Oh, well, yep, we're going to market. And not right. deserve it. Like, everybody will oh, hate yeah, it. Everybody yeah. will be like, boo this. Yeah. It'll just go on. Raw Women's Championship is on the line. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Fair in a why are we, why do we care about either of these? Like, what, they both hate each other and they're both mean to each other. Why do we care that the mean girls are fighting? Double knockout. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to watch this match. I hate right it. it. Ring the bell. They both punch each other. Knock out. Count of 10. It's over. Let's go. It's over. I'm not going to watch this. I do not care if you tweet me and say, did you check out the Charlotte did a 368.50 splat? I don't fucking care. The story is insulting. It's stupid. It's meaningless. I am not going to watch it. Therefore, fuck this match. (laughs) I really hate it. This is the worst thing in wrestling. This storyline is this. Again, if we're doing the pendulum, if Hangman and Kenny Omega and the Roman Reigns head of the table storyline is over here. Uh, Charlotte and Ripley and then Nikki Cross as a superhero is over here. That's the opposite ends of the spectrum. All right, well, let's – all right. Um, Who are you picking? Charlotte. Ah. I think they're going to be like, Rhea, you need some work. You're not going to be the one to run, and Charlotte will be able to hold the title, and Nikki, the superhero, is going to take her on. Like oh, well, let's talk bank. about the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women. We've got Zelina Vega. I don't know why. We've got Asuka. We've got Naomi. We've got Alexa Bliss. We've got Nikki Ash, which is a thing. We've got... Um, Hold up. Uh-huh. What? It's Nikki Ash. Nikki Cross's name is now Nikki Ash because Ash stands for almost a superhero. That's said on TV. Yeah. You just so I, not- heard a, so I heard the Ash, but I thought it was like the game Triple H. We're saying fuck the name Cross. It's at, get the fuck. Here, let me see what they've got written on here. They've got Nikki Ash with A period S period H period written on WWE.com right now. Right now. I hate this. I hate this company. Nikki Ash. I, that is insulting. That is almost su- a superhero. Almost, uh, almost superhero. Fucking not even almost. It's, it would be A A S H if it was almost. Super- but anyway, Liv Morgan, and then Tamina, and and uh, Natty. <sighs> Liv this is Morgan. almost like when you learned that uh, Ziggler and Rude were named the Dirty Dogs. <laughs> That was still the dumbest fucking thing. This is the same level of stupidity. What in the fuck? The dirty dogs. Good God. What is that? An STD they caught? Um, Liv Morgan I was going to talk about. Yeah. So, Bailey gets hurt. So then, 
Uh, Bianca Belair needs an opponent. So they pluck Carmella out of the money in the bank to say, Carmella, you know what? We need a challenger. Fine. You versus Bianca Belair. And that's all fine. But then Liv Morgan pounds down the ring and says, Hey, Sonya Deville, I deserve it. And she goes, you know what? All your hard work you do, you get the replacement spot. And then Liv Morgan is like, Oh, well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Can I get, can I get three more dollars, please? Can I, can I get it some food for the weekend? Yeah, that's bad. Fuck out of here. Like you look like a piece of shit, Liv Morgan. Fucking, oh, I hate this. I think Nikki Ash is winning this. Oh, who is it again? Oscar, Zelina, Oscar, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan is another solid choice, and then the tag team champs. I'm going Alexa Bliss. I think she's gonna design it all up like a playground. We're gonna sell those as lunch boxes. Uh, I think they're going face, and I think it's either gonna be Liv Morgan or it's gonna be Nikki Ash. I think it's gonna be Nikki Ash. She's gonna have the money in the bank. She's gonna like treat it like you know what I mean. Like, and she's gonna they're gonna have Charlotte go on a run of being the evil queen with all of her fucking dress up, you know, soup, you mm-hmm. know, fucking Disney character evil queens and shit. And yeah, I'm going. I'm going Alexa Bliss just because I think what I hope at least is that. Let's say Charlotte wins, which, again, I don't give a fuck. And she goes, like, I'm the baddest bitch. And then just the dark cloud that hangs over her head is the is the money in the bank and the creepy girl in the corner that's just behind her and all the promos and all that stuff. And they run with that for a while. But I don't give a fuck. All right. Well, let's talk about the men's version of this. Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Ricochet. Uh, the most moisty superstar in all of WWE, Johnny Drip Drip, Big E, Kingsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Uh, this is a uh, this is a great crew of folks for this match. Don't get me wrong. The Drew McIntyre feels out of place, and so does Drew Seth Rollins. McIntyre, what a fall from grace of this time last year, like champion. Oh my God. Can't wait to see what uh, Drew McIntyre does next to now just cutting fucking Loch Ness monster promos and talking about knives and shit. Why do I care about personal property vandalism? They keep doing that sword breakings. Uh, Okay. Well now I'm going to break up your motorcycle. Do they have polling or data that would suggest that people get really furious when I see somebody else's property get damaged. I just get really mad about that. And I really care. And it makes me want to pay money to see somebody get their ass kicked. Where the Especially fuck did they come up with this idea? No attachment to. It feels like somebody fucked up Vince's car when he was younger and he couldn't do anything about it. And now he feels like that's what a yeah. superhero does. Yeah. Hey, AEW does it too. Remember uh, the, the limo that the inner circle took out. Yeah. If you have no attachment to what the, item is who gives a fuck if it gets broke i don't give a shit uh, Dude, here you go i assume jinder mahal has five fucking motorcycles like yeah. i don't yeah what the fuck does he care about that one okay let's go with pixel um i'm right, gonna kevin say... owens drew mcintyre matt riddle ricochet johnny drip drip big e kingsuke and seth so all right i'm gonna walk through some of these kingsuke yeah. No, nah, right? Already the king. Johnny Drip Corbin Drip. will take him out. Johnny Drip Drip, they're not going to do that. He's he's the second guy to the Miz all the time. He's not going to be a top him and, guy. Well, him and Ricochet will take yeah. each other out. 
Seth Rollins, I feel like they can plug him into a main event match anytime. So I, I don't see it unless he like lobbies for it. Ricochet, I feel like they're behind for some reason. I, I feel like a dark horse, but you know, Drew, nah. Kevin Owens, nah. Riddle, I don't think he could have fun with it, but I don't. So I'm down to like Riddle, Big E, Ricochet, maybe nah. Seth Rollins. I'm going to say, mm, I'm going to say Big E wins it. I think Big E as well. Yeah. I think it, it could be fun depending on the placement of the of this match, what happens to Seth Rollins. I wouldn't be shocked if Seth Rollins costs Edge the match because he wanted that match against Roman, and then you fast forward to the Money in the Bank, and then Edge costs Seth Rollins the Money in the Bank because you got my business. So that gets rid of Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins and Edge are going to do something. They keep on hinting at it with these promos and you haven't changed and I've never forgot, yada, 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 all that stuff. I think after you get through Edge for Roman Reigns, who the fuck else is there? And so I think you have to elevate someone, and I think the only guy really that's capable right now is Big E. So I'm going Big E. Now, I'm also going Big E for another reason. Let's say breaking kayfabe here internally, they go like, fuck, we are so fucked on raw. What do we do? Well, Big E can either one avenge the loss of Kofi Kingston and go up against Bobby Lashley. Cause aha, this goes against anyone or say, Hey, fuck you, Kofi. You had your moment now twice. I want mine. And they do some fun. So Big E can do either one. All right, That's well, let's move do. into that WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston, because one of two things is happening here at the end of this match. Ooh. Xavier Woods is turning heel. Ooh. Or both Kofi and Xavier Woods are turning heel with Kofi winning this match, and, and MVP is now leading the New Day on a heel run against Bobby Lashley. Ooh. One of those two things is happening, and I don't know yet. Look at that little coffee, coffee so, store. Uh, so either Lashley, the reason I don't think it's just Xavier Woods and they joins Lashley and MVP is because the Hurt Business isn't really like a faction now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think the New Day might turn heel now. MVP gives Lashley the old, well, bam, right? The old Tennessee testicle twister. And then he's now running the New Day as though Hurt Business style, right? And it's a new day. Oh, and you, you could easily do that with Bobby Lashley's in a position of power to like maybe do a power slam or whatever his, you know, Hurt Lock is or whatever. And for hurt whatever reason. He's right. got the Hurt Lock in and MVP comes up. Mm. Well, gives no, him the what, I was thinking, well, what I was thinking is, you know, he gives Kofi the Hurt Lock, right? For whatever reason, and we all get confused, MVP just walks up to the apron and gets the ref's attention and we're like, the fuck and then bobby lashley throws kofi to the ground and is like looking at mvp he's like what the fuck are you doing and then kofi comes or excuse me xavier woods comes up underneath him and what gets him the kansas city count punt and then kofi gets the win and bobby looks at mvp he's like what the fuck was all that about and then kofi and xavier woods put the boots to bobby lashley then they all stand over him ha 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 we got a new champ hurt business is back in business well, because then the dynamic becomes they said that the new day never broke up like they're just on different brands so then biggie can be like dude what the hell guys you didn't talk to me about what, this what, and be like what is that about we're all we successful talk to you like you get it well you know no just up? like what 
what are you talking about? We're all successful. You are the money in the bank champion. Kofi's the heavyweight champion. Isn't this great? We're all having fun. Yeah. And then Big E. So those little seeds. And then we'll see. They said they'd never break up. But now Big E's like, the say your prayers and. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, again, or he could just go. They could do that on Raw, and then Big E could well, just then, do that. Because think of the showdown. Kofi's got the fucking title. They're now healed. They got MVP. And Big E's standing there with the money in the bank. And he's By like, himself. hey, what? I thought we were, like, you didn't tell me about this. And be like, oh, we didn't want to burden you. You had a big match, man. We didn't want you to, like, yeah. thinking about our stuff. Like, you know, and he's like, okay. And he's, like, looking at it. And then he's, like, looking at the title. And he's like, look, at, I mean, they could do some fun stuff. They won't. Yeah, I mean, they also win. write Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. So it's going to win cold. All right. Yeah. Roman Reigns versus Edge. Now, I can see Edge winning this. I think they nah. want Edge to run, fucking have a title run. I think they do for fucking Fox. And they and, and I think, like, a short-lived – I could see it. But Roman oh, Reigns is going to see it. This. Yeah. Uh, Edge and Seth Rollins are doing some fun stuff. So they got to hang out at SummerSlam fighting each other. Well, so Seth Rollins could win the Money in the Bank. Edge could, you know, yeah, right. But then, what would Roman do? Oh, do a two-on-one against both Usos. Work on his Ooh, plan to get back, right? Like he's got yeah. the head. You know what I mean? Like it's it's now his storyline to get back there, right? Yeah, yeah. But I still think it's Roman. Yeah, me the too. Usos are interesting right now because the fuck do you do? Because they've well, done all of it. And there's also the the monkey wrench of legal yeah, cases on the back. You don't have so. to fucking. Discipline. You can always like look. They're in and out half the time, so one can disappear for a while. It's fine. Yeah, or and and you also can say, "Hey, you're punished, but you need to finish this out. We're going to punish you in November, and then still do your fucking story." Yeah, then you'll get your hog pen match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good callback. Um, but yeah, no, I got Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns ain't losing until Rock. Wild card ass fun pick. Then what's the shocking, crazy thing that you're not expecting that's going to happen? Double knockout. Charlotte versus no. All right, that's it. I want everybody to go to SmashNouseTable.net. Uh-huh. Click the shop now, buy this shirt. Hit us up on Table Show. Tweet the table. Tom, you got any parting words before we get the fuck out of here? Just don't watch the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte match. If you guys really hate it like you guys say you do and like I do, just don't support it. Don't yeah. talk about it. Ignore it. That's somebody, what gets people to change. And somebody tell us what happened to the ketchup. The Spanish announce table.